This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with a friend of mine and a wonderful guest, Nancy Gershman. And Nancy has been on, she's here in the studio with me. She's been on our cable show before, and she is a very powerful, she creates powerful and moving artwork. It is absolutely phenomenal, um, and it's very, very healing. Nancy also, um, she presents at ADAC, which is the Association for Death Educators and Counselors, and she also presents at Express Therapy Summit, which is a place for art therapists. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so great to have you here, and yeah. I'm going to tell our audience a little more about you, and then we'll talk about what you do and you know what kind of work you do and what you can do for those that are grieving out yeah. in the grief world. So as I said, Nancy is an artist. She is a memory artist and creates powerful and moving work as a memory artist. At Haven Hospice, VNSNY, Haven oh, Hospice. Very, Haven Hospice. Right. Okay. And she creates pictures of memories you have of your loved ones. Isn't that correct? Yes. They're actually uh, prescriptive memories. I love it. They're memories that they didn't know they needed until they, they sat down with me and we talked about which way uh, they wanted to remember their loved one. Okay, so why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about that, and then we'll move into what you do with okay. dreamscapes. Yeah, a delight. Um, so very often, you know, when, when uh, the bereaved or even the bereaved-to-be sit down with a, a bereavement counselor, mm-hmm. um, what they're exploring are the, the, the negative feelings. How do you feel about the death? Um, when do you most think about the death and so forth? And my approach is a little bit different. I take what actually occurs naturally in the brain, which is called memory reconsolidation, mm-hmm. and um, I probe for stories about the loved one, but only the most positive memories they can remember. And I, I don't even talk about the loss or the impending loss because mm-hmm. I do currently work at a hospice, but I will sit down and um, I will... I will ask about these memories, and then as they come out, I will decide which of five different types of dreamscapes they are. So it could be a, um, a storytelling portrait, which is straightforward, kind of like the royal portraits they used to do of kings where they would surround that individual with all of their favorite things, mm-hmm. right? Their dog, their scabbard, you know, their, their banners and, and so forth. Um, Another one is uh, a picture of a memory, just straightforwardly a picture of a memory, except we're going to improve upon memory. Mm. And so it might even be embellished with other positive memories they have of them that's not from that one day. So uh, it's a commingling of memories. And all of these look like a photograph. They are all photorealistic because they are made up of existing photographs that I get from the family or the patient. Uh, and then they're augmented with other photographs that I get from my own image library. If I need, um, you know, I need a certain kind of poodle or a, mm-hmm. a can of chopped liver or whatever it happens to be. 
The third kind of memory is a where are they now? Because sometimes one of the biggest concerns of a bereaved parent is, how is my child? You know, are they alone? Absolutely. Who's taking care of them? Mm -hmm. And uh, no matter where they are in their belief system, we can work with that. Um, maybe they're, you know, um, on a beautiful beach, uh, w you know, with um, uh, with all these elements from a Bob Marley song, if mm -hmm. I found out that Bob Marley was one of their favorites. Oh, I like right? this. Yeah. Um, another one, the, uh, the, these are the last two, um, really has to do with a better yesterday, oh. which is maybe something that was planned for mm -hmm. or wished for but can't happen now because the... Uh, the person died or is dying, um, and the and then a better tomorrow. How can we bring, how can we bring that uh, that loved one into the future? Introduce them to our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, and bring them forward as a supportive presence. Maybe that bereaved person is so incapacitated, so paralyzed that they had shared plans. Those shared plans are spoiled now by this death, mm -hmm. and uh, but we can say, okay, you you were going to go to this concert um, with, with Harry. Um, what if we just um, have you singing, just as you had planned to, and we put him, uh, instead of in front of you, we put him behind you as if giving you a benediction. And, and uh, what is magical is we're cutting the loved one out of photographs that already exist that make them sad because they seem to be only uh, part of the past, mm -hmm. the irretrievable past. Now we cut them out, and the, the man who had his hand up and he was conducting is actually giving a benediction from behind, putting wow. his hand on that person's head. So we can create these really magical moments, and um, I do a lot of that shifting around of the elements in my studio because I'm doing this in Photoshop, which is a digital photo manipulation mm -hmm. uh, software. I, I love this for so many reasons. I mean, one of the things I love about it is that you're creating positive memories. And one of the biggest things that I hear people say after a loss, and it certainly was the, in my case after my brother's death, is I didn't want to remember my brother by the way he died. The way he died in a car accident was a moment in time. I wanted to remember him and have others remember him how he in the way that he lived, how he lived, which was 17 and a half years as a football player and a baseball player and an athlete and all these other things. And you really do that. And I wanted my children to know their Uncle Scott, who they'd never met. And that's you a big one. really do that. I've seen your work. And I want everyone that's listening out there to please go to our cable show. All you have to do is put in Nancy Gershman, Open to Hope. You'll see our cable show. Nancy, where's your website so that they can see your work? The website is artforyoursake.com. It's all words, A-R-T-F-O-R-Y-O-U-R-S-A-K-E.com. Please go and look at what she's done because it is really moving, and there is so much positive, like you said. And tell them about the woman on, that you brought onto the show. I think her, her father was from Cuba. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you created this incredible dreamscape of his life. Yeah, he was larger than life, a really, you know, important person, uh, not just to the family, but actually to the public. And um, I was I was searching for a, a flag to put behind him, a, a Cuban flag. 
And all of a sudden, I came across all these these postage stamps, and I thought, what a fantastic, you know, template uh, to put his, you know, his um, his self there as the chess master, um, and as other things, and uh, and put still have that flag behind him, and then also add some quotes that were important that he always would repeat to his family. I love that. But but what's great, Heidi, is is that it doesn't have to end with the digital file that's printed and put in a frame. Some people make blankets out of it, right. or 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 T-shirts, and then everybody wears it at the next Thanksgiving because they're so painfully aware that that person is not there. They don't want to leave an empty chair. That's too depressing. But if they're all wearing this Dreamscape T-shirt, it's almost like a campaign, right? They're campaigning for that person. And it's a conversation piece. It's a conversation piece. Because there's different things, and you want to know, well, why is this in here? Why is the chess set in here? Why is that in here? What does this mean? What does that mean? That's right. Instead of it just being the person cut out, you know, from an existing photo and just put with a sunset, that's right. We put in a lot of uh, symbols and meanings, um, symbols and metaphors, uh, that uh, really speak to the people, and then uh, and then that makes them much more talkative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they share that on Facebook, which is great because what happens when a person is bereaved, they get very insular, yeah. uh, and uh, it's hard to bring them out. And mainly because they say, "I don't have anything to say. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sad. That's all I have to tell you." But when you have when you make something that can uh, have a narrative flow out of it. It's very helpful. So if somebody listening wanted to do one of these with you, they would contact you, and how would you start? I think we we would start with a phone conversation. Okay. So I'm comfortable many different ways. If you're local, I'd love to meet you. But some of the best dreamscapes I've made come out of just audio, just a phone conversation. We can also do Skype, but what I've discovered, oddly enough, is that... um, when you're looking at each other, uh, that that person you're interviewing is sometimes a little self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And this way, if it's just audio only, they can sort of daydream. They can be a little bit more relaxed at the other end of the line. They could be commuting. Um, yeah, so I, I find that it works really well. And then what we do is we have that first conversation. There's a tremendous uh, collection of information. Um, then um, we, we are brainstorming a little bit because uh, photographs immediately come to mind. Oh, I, you know, you could use this one, that one. They send me the, um, by email or, mm-hmm. or, you know, or by snail mail the photographs. And then I make a mock-up and I email that back to them. Uh, and uh, you say, oh, I just remembered. I forgot to add, you know, um, his cat uh, or whatever it is. And um, and then I go back. I make that modification. Or maybe they want to take something out. The, the beautiful part about it is that it's totally fluid. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody, nobody's feelings are hurt, you know, yeah. uh, if, if I have to change anything about it. And if, if a year from now they want to change something, they can change it. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And it just represents all parts of them, it sounds like. Right, because the bereaved grow also emotionally yeah. uh, in time, and they may have a different... different. Uh, have you ever shift. done anything for yourself? Um, I, did, uh, I did a dreamscape of my mother and grandmother oh, wow. uh, together. Um, 
<laughs> and it features sinus spray. My mother loved oh. <laughs> loved Afrin, uh, and my my grandmother uh, her her obsessive compulsive thing was more about uh, is the meat cooked. Uh, so, you know, I think she's holding a, a shish kebab, and there's a, a, a meat thermometer sticking out oh, of it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I use I use humor yeah. uh, wherever I can. I have a respect if, uh, if that's not appropriate. But sometimes humor is not just roasting the person, mm-hmm. uh, but it might be, let's say, that they just do look like a dictator, and you yeah. can't help but notice that because there's always a cigar and kind of a, a beret on, then I will find them a fantastic, um, you know, bamboo chair. Mm. You know, what are those, you know, those big um, throne chairs, yeah. right, to sit on. Or maybe they say, um, you know, my dad has a fantastic, uh, he has fantastic handwriting. I'll say, well, did he sign anything? Would mm. you like to, you know, give it to me? Oh, and I like then, this. And then I can just actually put his... Uh, handwriting his his signature like an autograph oh, I at, love the, that. at the bottom of the dreamscape. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is very cool. Almost yeah. like he did it. Almost like he, yeah. Like he did a selfie if he could have done a selfie. Yeah, these really come to life. Yeah. Did you find it therapeutic to, to do your own? Um, I guess I had always been doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have never made a greeting card for my family. I always cut and paste the old-fashioned way and make them a card. Uh, so I think I've been doing it for a long time. And I bet when families and when individuals first see what you have done, the dreamscape, it can be very emotional. But, you know, you just reminded me of something. Mm. My father never wanted a dreamscape. Oh, interesting. But let me tell you what my theory is on that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's perfectly legitimate. I think that my father in his mind would change history. Mm. He would rewrite history to make it more positive. So he was already doing it in a sense, all through his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are cases where dreamscapes are not appropriate. I have discovered that um, if, um, let's say, the, the, you know, the loved one was an artist, there's plenty of artifacts left over, a lot of drawings or paintings. And so they may not, uh, not want to do anything because they already have that representation. But if they want to add the person plus their mm-hmm. artwork in some kind and of... And put little pieces of their artwork all together. Yes, or make that, that, make that the background. Yeah. That, is, that is very powerful looking. I like that. Yeah. That is a great idea. Because then it becomes a message to the viewer. Mm-hmm. It's not just a portrait anymore, but it's really saying something to them, like um, giving them some tip about well, life. And, and the thing about these dreamscapes that I've seen, because I've seen a lot of the, your work, is that it, it introduces this person to the world. It hmm. introduces the person that died to the world. Yeah, like you said, you want your, your children to know this person right. that they weren't fortunate enough to meet. I think that's, that's terrific. Or to see what they have in common. Yes, that's another or they, one. Or what they don't have in common. In fact, I started to do entire personal histories now to find that out. Wow. Yeah, to interview people and then um, to do the dreamscape on the opposite page to be a picture of that memory. And then at the end of the book is a log. So everyone who owns that book will, you know, pass along their comment, oh, that really reminds me, you know, that I'm, I'm, I am like uh, Aunt Vicky, you know, in the way I blah, blah, blah. Oh, I and love then that. someone will see their handwriting and then the next, per- the next owner of that book and the next owner. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So it kind of brings family members together yes. and lets them see how similar they are. Yes. Yes. Um, this is amazing. This is really, really cool work. And so you will be at ADAC. Tell us about what you're doing at ADAC this year. At ADEC, I'm going to be a part of Bob Niemeyer's mm-hmm. um, advanced workshop, and I'm going to talk about a particular case. In fact, you know the case mm-hmm. uh, because we featured it um, on the TV show. Okay. Uh, it was the, the sled ride. Yes. Yeah, and we're, I'm just going to do a quick synopsis of, of, of how I collect information and then, um, and then cre- create that prescriptive memory. And um, and put it together as a dreamscape. Oh, I love it! How did you originally get into this work? Uh, I was making celebratory ones okay. and ones for legacy, and then um, I met this woman. Uh, she was actually working with me, and um, uh, when I was a copywriter, oh. uh, because I had an earlier career in advertising, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, this is a way that I could, I could create a." A portrait of a very complicated relationship that is between my mother and father and then give this to all my siblings who hate my father because of you know what he did how he abandoned her for mm-hmm. so many years and so I- instead of them looking at her um, rather looking at their father with sort of childish perspectives they can see that you know sometimes adults have a wanderlust and they need to roam around the globe for their job or whatever. And so it it presented that. I'm, I'm not sure it worked uh, because they were so, you know, tenaciously holding on to their, their view of their father. But it helped. It, and it certainly made that, you know, that one sibling feel better. So there's some narrative in it. Yes, yes. And she wrote an accompanying letter. Um, and many of them do. Sometimes uh, one I did for... Um, a woman who found her biological daughter after oh, many years, yeah. mm-hmm. um, she wrote a poem to accompany it. So it does help words flow. Right. Yeah. And also it can help you narratively think about things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in a more positive way. Or try. And also it's less likely to be ripped up, deleted, yes. like voicemails, emails. Bing! Right. And, and I yeah. love on our show... How the family that you uh, presented the dreamscape to, they yeah, hung Deborah. it in their dining room. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it was so it was so incredible and such a conversation piece that they wanted they wanted it right there to celebrate the life of their father. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I I hope that it can be used also for problem solving in families. Um, my hope is that when you own a photograph and, and, the, and, you know, another sibling or family member owns the same photograph, they'll have a respect mm-hmm. for the dreamscape and will give it more consideration, maybe because it's, it's mutually owned and shared and, and lived. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think that's happening. And I think you're really helping so many people to find hope after loss and, like you said, keeping all these positive memories alive. And I want to thank you, Nancy, for all the work that you're doing out I'm there. I'm so grateful for Open to Hope. You well, cannot imagine. We are we. The reason that Open to Hope thrives and does as well as it does is because of people like you and because of the work that you're doing out there. And for those of you out there, if you've lost hope, please lean on mine, lean on Nancy's, contact Nancy. And Nancy, can we get your website one more time? Artforyoursake.com. Very good. Please contact her and, and have her commission a dreamscape for you because... 
It is life-changing, and you will have it forever. So thank you all for listening, and Nancy, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.